Hey everybody, this is the Teddy Murphy Project here. I'm Teddy Murphy, your host. But you guys know that, hey, if you want to do a podcast, you want to express your views and everything, whatever you do, hey, use Anchor. Anchor is uh, one of the best uh, products you can use for your uh, podcast. And it also gives you sponsorships also to the where you get paid for every listen across any episode. So, don't forget, man, if you want to use a podcast, go to Anchor, man. Just go to anchor.com, sign up, get your podcast started. I'm Petty Murphy, and I this What we are seeing all over the television, all over the world, what we are seeing here in Kansas City, Seattle, Los Angeles, San Francisco, Dallas, New York City, Louisville, Atlanta, Minneapolis, What you are seeing is the burning of what was America. This is Petty Murphy here at the Petty Murphy Project. I have no co-host. I have no guest tonight. This is me speaking about what I'm seeing. Right now, I am watching KNBC News here in Kansas City. And I am watching the protest here for George Floyd. Right now, the police have declared this protest unlawful. There are tear gas being shot right now at people who are protesting the injustice of the police on how they treat minorities and for the death of George, not only George Floyd but for Breonna Taylor Ahmaud Aubrey, and those in the past who have died due to the excessive force of those who protect and serve America is burning, everybody. And what I am seeing is just not African Americans who are upset. It is whites, it is Latinos, it is gays, it is Asians, and every ethnic group that helped build this country. Who have helped this melting pot from generations before ours have built this country. George Floyd, a 46 year old black male, was murdered by the hands of four policemen. And if you've seen the video, the disturbing video of a white cop with his knee on his neck for nine minutes as George is fighting for his life. 
George is saying, I can't breathe. Help me. I can't breathe. He called out for his mother twice, who died two years prior. As soon as the knee was taken off his neck, this was being recorded by many who were pleading for the officers to take to help George, especially for the officer who had his knee on his neck. George died instantly on his way to the hospital. He was pronounced dead. Those four officers were fired. But you can't fire a murderer. You're basically, you basically, what they did, what that, what the chief of police of Minneapolis, Minnesota did, is basically gave him a cop out for first degree murder. Now that officer has been arrested. He's been charged with third degree murder and manslaughter charges. Faces up to 12 years. That's nothing. This is not why they're protesting. This is not why they're rioting and looting. And, I'm, and trust me, I am not condoning rioting and looting. But I understand why they're doing this. It's because the time for talking is past and it's done. What they are doing, just like those who are fighting like myself, we're sending the message. And when the motherfucker does not hear you clearly, by talking, want to open up dialogue, you send them a direct message. And if this is their way of sending that direct message, then I'm all for it. Because there's a lot of people who are at blame for this. One, I blame those who did not help George Monday. Stop recording. Do something. If that was my brother, and I have five of them. If that was my sister, I have three. Nieces and nephews, my aunt, my uncles, my mother, my father, or a cousin, or a friend of mine. I would have put that damn phone down and caused a distraction. I would have taken the charge to save a life. It would have gave George a couple of minutes said well, when he got the medical help George will probably still be here right now I would have took in that charge and knowing that I saved a life it would have been worth it now I want to talk about what happened last night in Seattle I actually watched the NBC Nightly News with Lester Holt today in Seattle, a similar incident to what happened in Minneapolis happened where two cops were arresting the protester. 
I couldn't really tell the color of the uh, protester, but he looked like he was Caucasian. So while one of the officers is putting the handcuffs off on the uh, protester while the protester is on the ground, you can see the officer having his knee on his neck. Same type of way George was on the ground and the officer had his knee on his neck. But the difference was this. The but the arrested officer who was putting the cuffs on the protester seen that and he pushed his knee off that protester. Say, get your knee off of him. What are you doing? That's what those other three officers in Minneapolis should have did. One of those officers should have intervened when George was crying out for help. But instead, they stat sat there. They stood around. Those three other officers are out. At home. Freely. And until they are brought up on charges, they are arrested and charged with murder. Every, they're going to continue to riot. But see, here's the thing that pisses me off. You didn't see these police out here protesting those a couple weeks ago up in Minnesota, up in Wisconsin, up in Michigan, and other places across the country where they're going to state capitals, buildings, governor's offices, saying reopen the country. Let us go back to work due to the COVID-19 outbreak. Then you got Donald Trump. Saying if they're looting, we're shooting. No, they're going to go ahead and looting. We'll get the shooting. Calling these protesters fighting for equal out equal equality and reform police reform. Calling them thugs. Trump is getting ready to label Antifa a far left militia group, nonviolent whatsoever. It's going to label them as terrorists. How the fuck you gonna label somebody terrorist when you got renegade cops killing minorities? <clears throat> Killing white kids. Those are the real terrorists, man. And you're not, and Trump, Trump is a part of this problem because he's not trying to find a solution. As you see, he says one thing one day and then he'll say something next. Because he feels like he's untouchable. All I'm going to say is to that is this. He ain't untouchable. He can't relate to us. He can't relate to uh, being a minority. And neither could these renegade cops or these racists. 
They don't know what it's like to be a minority. Yeah, they don't know what it's like to be a black man. Today, a white guy I ran into today. Random white guy. Never seen him before. I'm sitting outside minding my own business. Smoking a cigarette. This white guy comes up to me and said, Black Lives Matter. I shook his hand. And I told him that human race is what matters. Because I told him something and he didn't think until I started, after I got done talking. I told him, your life matters. My life matters. Every person that makes up this melting pot of diversity, life matters. We could always say black lives matter. We can always say white lives matter, Latino lives matter, Asian lives matter, gay lives matter, blue lives matter. But that is nothing but a classification, segregation. Lives are being mattered in groups where it's the whole human race. That's a whole that makes up this country. That's what makes up this world. That's what matters. This guy told me today that he doesn't know what it's like to be me, a black male, a 37-year-old black male who grew up here in Kansas City, born here in Kansas City, off of 27th in Brooklyn. Grew up in the hood. Whose grandmother, who comes from Minden, Louisiana, worked her ass off to become the first African-American nurse in Minden General Hospital. Basically, worked her ass off to raise six children. Four boys, two girls. Who didn't help raise me. My mother was 17 when she had me. March 1st, 1983. My grandmother knew that it was time to basically... Give her grandchildren and her younger children a better life. And growing up in the hood, being a nurse, working hard, wasn't going to cut it. I've seen some things in the hood. That's why my grandmother moved us out and moved us over into Johnson County, Kansas, in Olathe, Kansas. So we could see. The difference between being privileged and not being privileged. I told this man about that because he told me, he said, I'm a white, male, 
racist. Because I'm privileged. He said, I don't know what it's like to be you. I don't, I'm able to go drive down the road and go about my day without being bothered because of the color of my skin. He said, but I don't know what it's like to be you. Because you guys get harassed. You can be minding your own business. Not breaking the law. But you get harassed by these cops. He said, I hurt for you. And he had tears coming out of his eyes. He's fed up with this shit. Just like every other white American is fed up with this shit. I'm not speaking for the racist. Because, see, they think that they run this country. They own this land. In reality, they don't. It's because of that hatred that they were taught, not born with, because you can't teach hate. You can't be born racist. They think differently than others do. They really do. They think differently than others. Until you have to break them down. When I say that the human race matters. We all matter. There's one element that we are missing. What about the children. That are born. To do two different Ethnic groups. The mixed children. Saying that black lives matter, white lives matter, Latino lives matter, Asian lives matter. It confuses children. Growing up. Because they don't know which side to go to. So it's our job. To educate our children. About each group. The right way. It is our job to teach our children. That love has no color. Hate does. And I'm going to say something. In order to. No, I'm going to say something. That the great Biggie Small said. In order to change the world. We got to change ourselves. That means. A lot of things got to happen. One. We got to get Donald Trump out of office. How do you do that? You vote. A lot of people say. Oh. Oh. My vote doesn't matter. So I'm not going to fucking vote. Or. You can. Or fuck Donald Trump. I ain't voting for him, but I hope you get some bitch guy out of there. Or this and that. Here's the thing. In, in order to create change. You gotta do something about it. You can't just talk about it. You gotta do something about it. You gotta be on the front lines. You can't complain. About things going on. If you don't go out and vote. I'm a registered voter. I can vote. I know there's felons who say they cannot vote. You can vote. Felons can vote. 
It's their right as an American. They can vote. Look your history up. You can vote. We gotta start holding not only our government accountable, but we gotta hold these city leaders accountable. We gotta hold these chief of police accountable, senators accountable, governors accountable, mayors accountable. But we got to hold ourselves accountable. That's all racist. Because we hate on our own people and we kill our own people. Not just saying blacks, killing on blacks because there's no such thing as black on black crime. There's no such thing as white on white crime, Latino on Latino crime, Asian on Asian crime. There's no such thing. Those are stereotypical statements that are ignorant. We have got to stop killing each other. Because if we stop killing each other, they're have going to stop killing us. Because when we do that, these renegade cops that hide behind a badge, these pussies I like to call them, because maybe they were bullied in school. They were soft. The hell, they're soft now. Decided they want to be a cop. It's like revenge for them. For getting bullied in school and all this other thing. I'm going to be a cop. Now, I'm not saying that all cops are bad. Because there are no such thing as bad cops. All ba cops are bad. No, they're not. That's their old friends who are cops. Of all colors. That are here to protect and serve. Because he took an oath. Just like a doctor takes an oath. To protect. To do no harm. Y'all this is some. Heavy ass shit that we're seeing. And I'm afraid. I have a brand new niece. I have a baby niece. I have not seen my baby niece in person. And yet I'm afraid for her. That's my baby brother's first child. My baby brother's 23 years old. I'm afraid for him. Because he's a black male. As I'm afraid for all young men under the age of 25. Because as long as we got these... Renegade cops who think they're above the law out there, it could be my, him next. And if something happens to my brother, I'm going to fuck off. Everybody going to get, feel my pain. It's like you're feeling my pain now. And I'm not speaking for everybody. I don't know how everybody feels. But I get that sentiment that we're all fucking fed up. America is fed up. You got fucking cops in New York City plowing their fucking trucks into crowds of people. I saw a video, I think it was in Detroit, where a black woman was knocked out with a right hook 
from a black cop. A black cop. Videos up on my Facebook. And she was knocked out cold. Pictures of black cops choking black teens. You gotta look at the picture, man. America's pissed the fuck off. What happened here in Kansas City? I have two friends who are comedians. Mr. Dustin Slintz and Mr. Spencer Chase Perkins. They were at the plaza yesterday. And while we were uh, finishing up uh, the Petty Murphy Project, myself, Jay, and Megan, as soon as we finished up the Petty Murphy proge uh, Project, I went to my Facebook and I seen the video from Dustin Slintz. Dustin was telling us how the protest went yesterday at the Palazzo. It was peaceful, he said. And they, the police basically moved the people and put them in the area where they could occupy them. In the park area. If you've never been to the Kansas City Plaza, it's beautiful. That park area is beautiful. And these, everybody was just chilling, kicking back and you know, not doing anything. Um, practicing social distancing because we're still under no COVID-19. I don't give a damn, it's still out there. And Dustin said, if you know, next thing you know, you see two Kansas City police officers sneaking in and shooting tear gas at these people. These innocent people with children out there. People are trying to run. People are sitting near the fountain, getting hit with the tear gas. I know how that shit feels with pepper spray and tear gas. That shit burns. I've been pepper sprayed before. I was pepper sprayed down in Old Town back in 2010. The shit hurts. So while they're at the fountain and they're trying to wash out their eyes, their eyes are even burning even more because there's fucking tear gas canisters went inside the fountain. So these people came and washed their eyes. They're burning. So they went down to the plaza and they rioted. They were breaking in, breaking down shops and businesses. Just like everywhere else where they're protesting at. It's because they're tired of the bullshit. When you do shit like that, you provoke that type of uh, atmosphere. You, pro you provoke those type of actions. Every, every action results in a reaction. This is a reaction to what has happened to not only George Floyd, but to Breonna Taylor, to Ahmaud Aubrey, to Eric Garner, to Sean Bell, to Oscar Grant, to Sandra Bland, to Amadou Diallo, to Philando Castillo, 
to Eric to Trayvon Martin. This shit must stop. The time to come together is now. We can't just protest for one damn day and then we forget about it. I've said this thing on stage many times. The attention span, the shortest attention span of any animal or mammal in the world is 12 seconds. It's a goldfish. Has the attention span for, no, 12 seconds. Anything that is trending since the social media boom, anything that is trending in the news happens every 12 seconds. Don't be a goldfish. That's what I say. Because as soon as something new hits, we're going to forget all about this. And it happens, and we always do. It always happens. And I'm tired of that. We need to stay focused on this. What we're seeing right now is what we need to be focusing on. In order to get better, we must do better. And it's just not us as people. It is those that are elected in office. It is those who protect and serve. We must do better. Next week on the Petty Murphy Project, we're going to continue talking about this because it needs to be said. People's voices need to be heard. You can agree to disagree, as we did yesterday. I'm gonna let these. I'm gonna let anybody who's anybody voice your opinion. Tell us how you feel. Cause we're gonna tell you how we feel. But we need to come together to find the solution. And for those who are staying silent, if you ain't trying to find a solution, then you are the problem. Just like Donald Trump is the problem. A part of the problem. He's a puppet. He is a puppet. But he is the poster boy of this. Racism must die. There's 350 million people across this country. You can't tell me that we all can't come together and change some shit. Because we can. This is the moment of truth, everybody. Are you ready for it? 
because it's time to get comfortable to have this uncomfortable discussion. I think last night I opened it. I've opened the door. And I'm ready for you to sit down and let's talk about it. Next Saturday night, we're going to do that. But until then, America, I pray for you. I pray for those who have been affected by this. I pray for those who want to change. And I pray for the families of those who lost their lives due to the excessive force of policemen and the ignorance of racism. You can go on my page on Facebook. You can go to the Petty Murphy Project page. Hit like on it. Show support. You can go to my Instagram and you see the pictures that I posted from Kansas City at Hollywood Petty Murphy 2020. You can follow me on Twitter at Ruckfuls Nation. And follow me on my comedy page at Facebook.com slash Terrence Hayes Comedy. So until then, I'm Petty Murphy. Good night from Kansas City. And I approve this message.